Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Man on the Post Weekend Review. My name is Dave, and someone calls Thin Lizzy because the boys are back in town. <laughs> I'm joined by Thin, shall we say, Chris Cook. How are you, sir? Oh, you've just made the top of my Christmas card list, Dave. I haven't been called Thin in about 30 years. Uh, oh, good, thanks, sir. Lovely. And Lizzy, Simon O'Regan, how are you? <laughs> I'm not too bad, thanks. Funnily, Lizzie's my weekend name, so... <laughs> For a split second there, I thought you were going to say it was your middle name, and I was like, that would have been incredible. <laughs> that would have been incredible. Anyway, never mind. Um, we were just saying it's been about six weeks since we recorded one of these. We've had our warm weather training. Um, we've had the Premier League winter break, which barely happened. We've had two rounds of the FA Cup. We've had uh, Jurgen Klopp announce his departure. Um, we've had... Um, Erling Haaland hasn't played, really, until... The last two games. Um, I should say while we're recording this, Man City are currently 3-1 up at Brentford. So sorry if that spoiled it for you, but if, if there's a scenario where you're listening to this and not wanting to know that result, that's a hell of a Venn diagram. Um, <laughs> right, to business. Um, let's go back to Saturday lunchtime where Carl's Everton, um, Carl's still, still alive for those wondering, just not here, mm-hmm. Um, Carl Everton drew two-two with Struth, mate. It's Tottenham Hotspur <laughs> uh, with a with a with a last-minute equaliser from. Well, is Brantford been credited with this? I mean, he, I think so. Well, I was praying for a Romero own goal because that's always funny. But <laughs> Brantford seems to be credited with it. Um, not a bad game. Richarlison, the the pigeon, scored twice, and uh, Everton managed to claw it back right at the death. Either you watch this. Just the highlights and match of the day. Yeah, cool. I, saw, I saw bits of it. Uh, I'm hoping they were back on air that um, Richarlison will stop scoring. He's uh, had a bit of a purple patch, hasn't he, recently? Well, um, it's, it's since Son left. Um, like, Richarlison's fortunes have gone through the roof. Um, I suppose we should also add the team of Werner's now back in our lives. Easy to see that coming. I didn't even notice that he played in this game. Did do you know, do, do yeah. you know what? he's not very good despite the, <laughs> despite the Tottenham fans knew they won the chance and though by signing someone who was demonstrably shit for two years at Chelsea. Um, yeah, I, I mean, Tottenham, the, 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 it looks like the sort of nice guy veneer is, is seemingly finally, thankfully, wearing off from, from Big Ants. You know, he, uh, it was only a few weeks ago when he, I think he, kind of made a big thing about how you have to you know let the officials get on with it and they shouldn't be complaining and you know after games and and ever since all he's done is complain after games about VAR none of which in my mind have had any sort of controversy about them whatsoever The, the first Everton goal to try and claim that there was any sort of foul on the keeper was absolutely ludicrous it's piss weak goalkeeping which you know they um he obviously he showed that in the FA Cup against Man City, mm. and you can clearly see. 
I mean, Everton, you know, that's, it's, it's the last sort of team that, that you want to be coming up against when, when you've just had your weakness exposed at a Sean Dodge team full of giants who are, who are going to target that. But there's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that goal in my eyes. Not at all, no. I mean, I think Vicari, this has been coming for a while, as you say, I think... Uh... You know what his main problem is? Is that he's the world's slightest man and he plays in goal. Like he's not uh, he's got nothing about him, has he? He's a very uh, nimble looking character, but that's not really what you want necessarily in a Premier League goalkeeper. Do you know what else I think has happened with him? And and it happened quite a lot in football that for some reason unknown to me, a narrative seems to get built by one pundit which gets jumped on by everyone. Narratives and, in in, yeah. the, in the football media, no. And, and all, you say I'm mistaken. <laughs> Call me crazy, you know. This, don't want to go all conspiracy theories on you, lads. But there seems like all I've heard is how he's been the best goalkeeper in the league this season. He's Has been, it? he's been okay. Like he's been an improvement on Hugo Lloris, but I don't, I don't know if that's quite the high bar. He's the uh, Italian James Trafford. I would oh, yeah. say yes. Oh, Trafford. Oh, nice. Don't get me wrong. Trafford's a good young goalkeeper, but he's got exactly the same problem. He's very slight mm. and. Teams know if they stand on him, he'll just bounce off them. Like like the the Luton equaliser, which yeah. I similarly similarly thought was uncontroversial at all. It's piss weak goalkeeping. That's all it is. Uh, I, well, that's very true. And uh, I would go as far as to say he's Tottenham's best goalkeeper. And that's 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 as much praise as I'll give him. Um, <laughs> Don't Tottenham still have Lionel Messi's favourite goalkeeper on on the books? Which one? Fraser, isn't Fraser Forster? No, Fraser Forster, probably. He, I mean. he's, he's Lionel Messi's favourite goalkeeper, isn't he? Can I think, I think, I think Emmy's taken that title in the years. Can we, um, I just point out, Hugo Lloris, like, does anyone know if he's alright? Because he just has literally disappeared, like, no one knows. Didn't he go to America? I think he's what, there, what, like, on holiday, he, like? No, he was, he was linked with, um, LAFC, I think it was. I don't know if he actually moved or not. Let's have a look. But I'm, no, sure, he, I'm, sure, yes. I'm sure over Christmas he went. That's, that's went, right, he's a goalkeeper for Major League Soccer Club, Los Angeles FC. There you go. Yet to play a game with them, which is not surprising, because their season <laughs> has not started yet. Uh, 30th of December, well, what a what a Christmas treat that was for Hugo <laughs> Lloris. Well, begs the question where he was between like June and December the 30th, but never mind. But hasn't he been like the best goalkeeper in the Premier League for a long time, and you know, and then suddenly he can't get a game and ends up in the MLS? I always thought it was really odd he was that he's the captain of not, not only like Tottenham, but also France. I mean, obviously not now, but you know, still, like, surely, of all the players to don, don those shirts, like, I w- he wouldn't even be in my top it's 11. strange one, isn't it? Oh, the oddest. Oh, well, who knows? Anyway. Um, a great point for Everton, though, to, to come back, like, uh, you know, to have gone 2-1 down and sort of keep going, um, you know, especially with the, the position they're in in the league and the possibility of another points deduction, uh, you know, it, it was actually a really good point for them. Yeah, they had a lot of chances towards the end as well. Mm, yeah, definitely. I right. say so obviously the equaliser was like the last kick of the ball, but I think after 90 minutes, that that was the third clear chance they'd had. Mm. Uh, well, the, probably the advantage of dice ball is that uh, you can get the ball in the mixer at any given moment, and uh, mm. you know when you've got big lads in there, like because they've had that Beto and is it Chimity from? Uh, yeah, I think both, he, he I, came out a great chance. I think they both came from Sport and Lisbon, and they're basically just like carnage, aren't they? Where like they're just like <laughs> they're all just limbs and stuff, and they like, just get in the box and see <laughs> see see what falls off them, and that's fine. Well, say, all all Beto did was seemingly bounce off that oh, gotcha. defender. They've got that dragon. Oh, he's, he, yeah. honestly, he's like Tigger, Tigger, isn't he? Like he just bounces everywhere. That's that. <laughs> 
he's just he's a lunatic but a lovable lunatic i'm sure as i've said before he's got like cult hero written all over him um <laughs> probably in the championship next season but we'll see um evan's 10 point deduction i think this happened before we went on our break yeah are, are they going to get it back or are they going to get another 10 points deducted like it doesn't really bode well for you via evidence in court does it where it's like well <laughs> By the way, lads, we've done it again. <laughs> so they, they find out this month, don't they? They've, it's been announced that it'll be dealt with this month. Well, the first one will get the first one. I don't see how they can get it all back. They might get some deducted, but like if that was the rules everyone signed up to, then I mean, like I, I don't. Yeah, I don't and I think I, I think it's quite it's it's going to be quite telling what happens because yeah, I don't see them getting all ten points back because I think you know that they've broken the rules and whatever but the scary thing is is it so when they get like okay so the, the punishment you've been given is harsh because i think we can all agree it's probably harsh it's like isn't it the harshest penalty a club's ever had so they might say okay we'll knock it down to six or whatever oh and by the way here's another six points on top of that for the second charge but that's it yeah, they're gonna be no better off we well, assume it's the same whatever number of points they, they get back which I mean, this might be controversial. I don't actually think you get any back, if you're being brutally honest. But say they do, if they then get found guilty for doing it a second time, surely the punishment's got to be more severe than yes. the first one. Well, you'd think. So, I mean, like I said, yeah. like, unless they're going to rewrite the rule book and say, well, actually, you know, we've thought about well, them. The, the, 10, the, 10 points the is too is much. That, that, that's what the Premier League did. That's the argument, isn't it? The argument isn't that they didn't do it. The argument is that the rule book was changed to allow them to be given a 10-point penalty well, i'm not i don't know this but apparently it's just the fact that they were given 10 points for it is the thing that everyone's objecting to but 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 the thing with that is that this i'm pretty this is the first time the premier league club's been done for this financial fair play breach they've had they've been teams have had points deductions for going into administration mm-hmm. but i don't think there's i think that this is the first punishment so it's kind yeah, of like yeah. there was no i don't think there was any sort of any yeah, I don't it's down in writing, was there? Yeah, yeah. So, so basically, Everton are claiming. From from what I gather, I could, yeah. I could be slightly off there. They, Everton are claiming that, that they've basically changed the rules during the proceedings to give them a ten point ban. It does yeah. seem. Don't get me wrong. Ten points does seem harsh. It does. Uh, but if 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 you've got these rules in place, which I mean, personally, I think the whole FFP thing, a load of absolute. Well, it's not even FFP anymore, is it? This is, this is SRP, SPR, sustainability yeah. profitability. Which I mean, I, I think that's a load of nonsense. That's, that's another debate which you could dedicate a whole podcast to. Oh, yeah, but, because, but the point is, if you've got these rules in place and you're going to now, you know, be a real stickler for clubs sticking to them. You've got to have a strong deterrent. Like that, yeah. that's it. And, and I, I, I get like ten points. It does seem immediately harsh. But if you're trying to be deadly serious about clubs not doing this, you, you've got to, you know, say if, if you gave like a five or something, is that is that really going to damage? Well, it's, it's, if it's Man City, like they've probably won the league by yeah. between yeah. you know one and ten points more often than not. Yeah, if, 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 if it's a middle, middle, middle. Say, say if it was, for example, who yeah. you know scraped by, they're currently 10th in the league. Losing five points to them would probably only take them down about four or five places. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, there's, there's, no, there's no, like, obvious answer or, mm. you know, necessarily a right or wrong answer. It's just, it, it is it is not. I, I can understand the fans' frustration. It's nothing, you know, it's, they haven't spent that money like that. But then at, at the same time, because... Um, 
you know, obviously Man City have got all these charges um, coming up against them as well. And I've seen, seen like Man City fans saying, oh, you know, it's, it'll be a punishment on the fans. But if you've, if you've had the rewards and joy of your team breaking the rules, you've got to accept the punishment of it. And the fact is, Everton did break the rules. They just didn't break them very well. <laughs> I, 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 think, I think Carl might argue he didn't get any joy out of it, though. Uh, well, well, that, well, that's it, yeah. <laughs> they, they've just... <laughs> Cheated very badly. <laughs> there seems to be like a, a growing confidence that Man City are going to get uh, severely punished for this. There seems that a lot of people seem very confident they're going to be in a non-league team. <laughs> All right, well, honestly, that, that, like, from I, what I, I don't see that happening. Probably not non. But if they if they stick with this harsh punishment for Everton, you'd have to assume that whether they will or not is significant. But you'd have to assume that then they will punish. Man City yeah. with the equivalent severity. Well, you know, I'd, I'd argue, happen, I'd argue Man City's charges are worse. Oh, 100%. Man City, what Man City charges is that they were declaring that they were paying, I think it was Mancini at the time, isn't it? Mm. That they were paying him one wage when they were actually, he was actually paying, they were getting paid a lot more. So they were, yeah. cook, they were basically cooking their books. Oh, gotcha. Ever, Ever, Everton were like, trying to offset some costs against their stadium, weren't they, apparently? Because the stadium costs don't count in the, in the SRP rules. Um, so apparently, they were tr- they, whether they were trying to hide... Was that like... Claiming there, they were claiming there was a bit of a misunderstanding. I think they were overinflated their COVID losses as well. Yeah, COVID compared, losses Especially compared as well. to every other team. Well, 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 that, yeah. Well, like clip, clip. saying Mancini, Mancini, he's only on a pound a week, lads. Yeah. He's getting he's on a pound a week. That's all we're playing. Ah, well, Everton claim they're playing Dominic Calvert-Lewin a hundred grand a week to uh, work as a construction <laughs> worker for, on, the new, on the new stadium. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. Um, well, we'll see what happens with that. I mean, obviously, Man City have tried every trick in the book. I read a thread on X, not Twitter, X, the other day. Um, about all the different delay attackers they've tried, which is not exactly the, the act of an innocent team. So, <laughs> um, yeah. We've yeah. got nothing to hide, we've done nothing wrong, but we're not going to show you evidence to prove that. Yeah, and we think you're, we think the judge is an Arsenal fan, like... <laughs> oh, right, was, great. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that. Um, Tottenham Hotspur's title challenge over. Excuse me. Excuse me. Well, it... it, it um, if you believe Ange, it existed. But for Christ's sake, don't ask him to imagine what it's like to win a trophy. That was, uh, oh. was quite, a, quite a comeback, wasn't it? Yeah, I See. think as, as Stephen Gerrard didn't ask him to prove trophies in Scotland do not count. Well, he doesn't have to imagine it because he's done it. You can look at the pictures. He's, he's, he's only a rookie. I, I found that really funny. I've seen loads of this over the weekend, like Spurs fans saying, you know, oh, this is, uh, this is Ange's second job. You know, he's, you know, he's already, already, already doing better than Mikel Arteta and all that. Like, he's been in the game for like 20 years. This is his yeah. 11th job. Just because some of them have been in fucking buttfuck nowhere when none of you have ever heard of him didn't mean he wasn't doing a job somewhere. Just because he's only done two jobs that you've heard about. Uh, yeah, he's, he's not a rookie manager. No, he's managed a lot of backwaters, like, hasn't he? But um, let's leave these two teams alone um, and move on to another... Poor defenceless old man. Um, <laughs> Brighton, who Albion for Crystal Palace won. Um, saying it never rains but it pours was developed by Roy Hodgson in the, <laughs> in the 1930s. Um, what a bad day this was for Palace. So obviously the defeat is bad enough, but um, he lost Gay to injury. He brought on Elise at half time, despite being 3 0 down, who proceeded to pull a hamstring within seven minutes of his arrival. The fans in the away end had some nasty banners about Palace in general. Jockey Anderson was arguing with the fans. 
and Roy just wants a cup of tea. He just wants to stay inside and in the warmth. Um, firstly, Brighton, for only their fourth win in 17 games, I think I read, going out of this one, which is... Yeah, they got 4-0 um, midweek, didn't they? Yeah, the, the ultimate Jackman high team, aren't they? they um, <laughs> some weeks they're great, other weeks they're absolutely piss poor. Um, for Palace, though, uh, they're now 14th, um, five, five points above the drop zone. Um, not all well in the Crystal Palace camp. I feel like we've, we've probably taught Brighton to death, and as, as you said, uh, the, the kind of up and down. They've got a lot of players injured, away, whatever else. Um, so let's focus more on Palace for this result. Um, there were some rumours in, in the press this week that Parrish wants to remove Hodgson but can't find anybody to take the job until the end of the season. What? <laughs> That's how um, Potter was there when they played Arsenal the other week. But then again, he turned up at um, whose game was he at yesterday? He turned up at was he at Burnley's game. He was at a game yesterday. Yeah, he was, he, he was uh, at one of the games yesterday. So he keeps he keeps turning up at games. Was he not at Sheffield United Villa? Oh, it might have been, might have been Sheffield United Villa actually. Yeah. He was. I, remember, I just remember him popping up on Match of the Day. But so there was a lot of talk that he was going to come in because I don't think they're going to sack Roy Hodgson because obviously he's come in and done them a favour, but. By keeping him, I, I don't see what they're achieving. Like well, the, his decisions were abysmal. Yeah, I mean they're probably not going to get relegated. But then again, like Luton Town are the best football team in the world, as we'll come on to. Um, <laughs> Forest are having a bit of a getting there since they appointed Nuno, and uh, well, Brentford have got their own problems, but I don't think they'll go down either. So you know, maybe not that safe. But, yeah. Uh, if Evan, if, Evan, if Evan gets some points back, I mean, that's another team who will probably go above them. It's, uh, you, with Palace, you, you feel just because of how they've been in the last, they must be coming up to around 10 years since they've been back up now, if not longer, you feel they'll be all right, as they always are. <laughs> but, I mean, obviously, Elise, he's, he's pulled up again. Don't know what what's happening with that. Is is Eze out injured at the moment? Yes, he is, yeah. Yeah, Eze's yeah. out again, yeah. So, without them... T- and and also the the mood. It, I mean, like, it seems to have come out of nowhere the last couple of weeks. I thought everything was kind of all right, like yeah. with, with, the, with the fan base. But the last couple of weeks, it seems like they've just had a, a complete meltdown and uh-huh. wants yeah. Steve Parish to go. And I'm, con- I mean, maybe you would you need to talk to a Crystal Palace fan who, because you know we're all quite oblivious to them really as a football. But I don't really understand what. What what do they want? What do I mean, they expect? So I thought the same after the Arsenal game when they unfurled that yeah. banner. I was thinking, hang on a minute, you're the most 12th place club in the world, and you're 12th. Um, <laughs> what what you know? What's going on? Um, so I did some reading up on it. You know, um, again, it's probably you know not the the full ins and outs, but apparently a lot of it is obviously they know that Royston's not going to be there next mm. season, um, and there doesn't seem to be any progression. Path, path. But Hodgson's also not doing anything, you know, to to be like, well, I'm not going to be here next season, but at least I could be getting the team ready or whatever. You mm. know, they, they, Crystal Palace have got one of the best academy in the country. You know, they've invested a lot of money into it, and the, the Channel Four did a documentary series on it, and it's you know really good to see. And they've bought through some really you know good young players because they they have a habit of snapping up all these young players from the likes of Arsenal, Chelsea. Mm. You know who who are being pushed out for like some of the, the you know the fancier foreign talent that comes in. You know, so they're picking up all these young lads, and they've got they've got all these young lads in the squad. But Roy Hodgson apparently hasn't picked anybody in the squad under the age of twenty one this season. 
<laughs> so they're not they're not bringing some of the youth. I, I was uh, expecting you to say twenty eight there. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but so say, and then it's just some of the decisions that have just been made. Like there's there's been no proactivity in, in like bringing in you know a, a, obviously mm. a, a, a a successor to Roy at the end of the season, but. Hodgson's decisions on Saturday absolutely baffled me. So Gay went off injured after like what twenty five minutes, something like mm. that, half an hour. Yeah. Um, you know they're one nil down to Brighton, who because they got this weird M twenty three thing going on. Yeah, they make some local rivals or something because there's a road between them. Um, <laughs> what does he do? What does he do? Does he bring on another defender? Nah, let's just bring on this new twenty year old kid who's never played in the Premier League before, who's a midfielder. Let's just bring him on. Him on. Yeah. You know, and then, oh, yeah, let, let's bring on a player who isn't fit and can't play the game. But we're 3-0 down. We haven't scored more than three goals in a game all season. But let's just bring him on and let him run his bollocks off and see, you know, maybe he won't get it. It makes absolutely no sense, some of the decisions. Mm. You know, Sam Johnson was having a great, seems to be having a great season there. Suddenly Dean Henderson, that... who is the definition of Chris Packett hands, has gone in and replaced him. That is a really, really, when when they signed Hens, like 20 million, I'm sure, they spent on him. And like you say, like Sam, Sam Johnson, I think he's, he's a, pretty decent keeper you yeah, know he's he, in the even squad constantly he, yeah he 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 was on loan at us when he was quite young in the championship and he was he was really really good and we we tried to sign him but we were in that period between crazy dr tony and the new owners coming in so we couldn't afford him but i really liked him like you said he, he started the season really well and you think why if it ain't broke don't fix it and surely that 20 million could have been spent much much better than than on the goalkeeper He's not as good, or certainly not better than the one you already had. You didn't need. Really strange that. It's just I don't know. Yeah, Palace fans, you don't hear much from them, but you know they're generally happy. They're a mid, you know, they're a mid-table club who you know get some good results here and there. You know, and they've had some decent results at the start of the season, but you, it, there, there must be a lot going on because it seems to have got really bad there. Mm. Like when they, yeah, they protest. You know, when Palace fans are protesting, like it, it just doesn't seem right. I, I find it odd to. The protest like against the ownership because, as I say, you know they've been a, a stable, solid Premier League club for for a decade now. So mm. you know they've obviously done something right. I, yeah. I, I, I just yeah, I find it really, really odd. Like, it's, do you think it's because you're seeing they're seeing the likes of Brighton, Brentford, you know these clubs who are technically the same size, if not maybe a little bit smaller, coming in and challenging for Europe? Yeah, yeah, possibly. I mean. You know, obviously, it's, it's not perfect at, at Palace. And, you know, there's, there's obviously things that you can always do to, to try and improve. But it's, you, you know, sometimes it's a case of be careful what you wish for with, mm-hmm. with situations like that. Because, you know, it's getting a good, sensible owner is not as, as easy as some people seem to think. And just, you know, an owner coming in with a shitload of money as uh you know, some clubs who will come on to discuss later, as they show, it can guarantee success. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, odd. Mm. <clears throat> well, for the time being, Roy remains in position, but uh, I'm sure someone like Steve Cooper is sat waiting by the phone. Because <laughs> um, that seems like an ideal job for him, but um, what do I know? Um, elsewhere on Saturday, we had Burnley 2, Fulham 2, Burnley come from 2-0 down. January signing Fafana from Chelsea, scored twice. Um, we really won't spend loads of time on this. Burnley are going to get relegated. Fulham How are going to finish mid-term. Fafana, lad? Uh, he must be quite young. <coughs> I think so. Because he looked like he went to the same passport office as Canoe. He's 20, 21. 
21, is it? So he's definitely wow. he's definitely visited that passport office, I would say. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, just realised he was on loan at Union Berlin earlier this season. Do you want, you want Chelsea's um, out, well, outsourced stuff? Isn't well, he, well, he scored one in 12 for Union and then two in two for Burnley now, so good for him. <laughs> um, yeah. Do we think company's going to last the season? Yeah, yeah, I think they like him. I think he has to, though, doesn't he? Because they well, have to that, the players for like someone like Big Sam to keep them on. <laughs> I, I think they'll, they, they, they probably at the start. This obviously you want to stay up. But I'm, I'm sure they just there's a good chance will go down. But if company stays with them, you know, if they go down and stays next year, they'll have that huge uh, Premier League parachute payment money coming in and. You know, they. I wouldn't be surprised if they yo-yo a bit like Norwich did for for a few years, and you know, maybe if if say they go down, come back up, and will have learned hopefully from from their experiences this season that you need to have some Premier League experience in your team. Does company stay if they go down? <sighs> well, this if I was if I was him, I, I I would because he's still a young manager. What what you wouldn't want is for him to say. Do something stupid like go to Chelsea. <laughs> so, do you know what I mean? Like, if he was going to leave, you'd you'd hope. And I, I think he comes across as quite a, a smart guy. I I don't think he would readily jump ship unless he thought it was a, a, a properly good, stable environment. Once if someone, if someone like say Crystal Palace came knocking. I don't know if that's is how much of a step up would that be. Well, you, I think you, would, you, you wouldn't have to live in Burnley. Mm. Yeah. I think for someone like company, like his career in management hasn't been great anyway, to be honest. Like, I say he didn't do what he didn't do great at Anderlecht. No, he didn't. No. And, and obviously, you know, getting Burnley for the first time asking was was good because I mean they lost a lot of players. And I don't think anyone really expect them to be good. Um, so I think for him, he'd be looking at it as like maybe a five-year plan where they probably will go down this year. To keep hold of most of what they've got now, they'll come back and obviously they'll have more financial footing to to do a bit more next time round. If they're willing to stick with them that long, then I mean, why not? And then, but, but also, is is that like is having had that first experience? In the, I know he's got obviously a lot of experience playing in the Premier League, but it it is a completely different ball game. Obviously, going you know management and like as I say, I, I think he, he he does come across, you know, as as a very intelligent guy. And if if I was him, I think it would make sense to stay at Burnley for the years and try and get them back up. And you know, as I say, learn from the experiences of the season. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think mean, Palace is a good shout actually because it's the type of thing Parish would do in it. Where, like, yeah, that's the thing. He's I got think, the name, hasn't he? Yeah, he might not, I mean, like, he like, might not have, have a career, but prem, prem, he's, a, he's a name. You know, Premier League winning cup. You know, it's like when they but, put Vieira in, it's like it's it's similar yeah. to ones of that. If you know, though, if you go to Crystal Palace and try and get them to play football, that's not going to go down well. Yeah, but to be fair, he got <coughs> to play football, like Brexit FC. Mm. He's gone in and got them to, to, you know, from the from the days of like Chris Wood and, <sighs> and, and you know, and all and all that. Like he's he's got them playing football with yeah, but foreign players in no, the team. Player twenty three won three. Not exactly uh, <laughs> a, great, a great argument for that. Um, so we'll see. I think he will, you know, manage elsewhere at some point. But I think for the next couple of years. Yeah. I, be, I don't. Be... I, I'd be amazed. They sacked him. Oh no, I can't. See see, I can't see it now. I mean, obviously, they sacked Daesh a couple of years ago, didn't they? And it had no effect whatsoever, really. So I, I don't think they'll make the same mistake again, but you never know. Um, the, the, we'll cover the mighty marks now. Um, Newcastle United, 
four, Luton Town four. Um, oh, what a what a, st- <laughs> a strange afternoon this was. Um, well, it's just ridiculous, really. Uh, after the highs of the performance of Villa Park on Tuesday night. Um, yeah, where, where I've got to say you were fucking out, outstanding, yeah. outstanding that night. We 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 weren't great, but the reason completely did the number on us and didn't allow us to be great. I think so. I mean, that's one of the pluses of Eddie Howe is that he tends to learn from his losses. So, like, obviously, we got done over at Villa Park last season. Probably our worst performance uh, of, mm. the, of that season. And he's obviously looked at that and gone, well, here's what we need to do better. Um, unfortunately, against Luton, we were very good going forward, but absolutely diabolical going backwards. Um, Ross Barkley ran the game from the middle of the park. Um, he was as dominant as I say the midfielder at St James for a long time, which is unusual. Um he seems to be having a bit of a, a career renaissance. Um he's been excellent for him. He has. Well. To be fair, he has been really Yeah. Um I'm not sure he'll make the England squad like Matt of the Day suggested, but you never know. <laughs> I suppose he's still still got time <laughs> to say if, if Jordan Anderson well, If Jordan Anderson can anyone can, I suppose. Um I did enjoy the stat that there were eighteen English players in this match and Gareth Southgate chose to Fly to Holland to watch Jordan uh, Henderson play. <laughs> what? Don't, because I, I, if I get started on this, I'll <laughs> save that one for another day. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, this game seems to, I say, won or lost, was drawn um, due to Howe's persistence with Dan Byrne. Now I like Dan Byrne a lot, but at home, um, obviously, you know, we're more open, we're more expansive. Um, Ogbeni, who plays right wing for Luton. Gave Byrne probably a 20-yard head start in the first half and, and beat, him, beat, beat him to the ball comfortably. And I said to me, Dad, that's going to come back over and over and over again. And, it's, and certainly it did to the point where Byrne obviously gave away a pen and then he gave away the ball for the fourth goal. Then he got subbed off. Wasn't he involved in like every goal? Probably, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I say I don't, I don't want to turn it into Dan Byrne, which one, because he's a left-back who is very much a left-back and when he's asked to go anywhere out of that position... It's uh, it's only going to end one way, and I think last season he was covered well by Joe Linton and Willock, who've both got you know power in, in their legs and can get up and down the field. There hasn't really been that this season, and it's really shown. It's really exposed him a little bit as as what he is, which is a centre back who plays left back more or less. Um, so it's a bit disappointing that Howe didn't address that earlier than he did. It cost us two goals in the second half. Um, but on the positives, you know, Harvey Barnes came back on, scored a very nice goal, um, and I mean, you know. Very good going forwards, and often we score four goals at all. But uh, typically we got four, and we also conceded four. So not a good result. But um, our season's in tatters, which were kind of like you know, like when a fire's in the middle of being like oh, it's going out, and you're going, ah, we'll just stick a few more twig- twigs on it, and it'll keep going. That's basically where we're at. We're not quite completely dead. We've still got the FA Cup. We're still only three points off third, off uh, seventh, to be honest. So you know, we can still get uh, into. The Europa League places, but um, we need to sharpen up and fast because it's starting to get away from us a bit. That's still one win in seven, I think, for us in the league, which is not great. Um, Forest away next, so let the good times roll. <laughs> Do you have either of you anything to say about this before we move on? Um, I, I, I like the look of that. Like, I, I think he's done well all season. To be fair, I've been relatively impressed with Luton as as a whole all, all season. They're a very, uh, a very difficult team to play against because they've got a lot of height and a lot of pace. So like, they've kind of got you in two ways. Um, or two, you've got threats in two ways. Um, 
and they've obviously taken taken four points off us. So I mean, we, what can we say? But um, they're looking in a really good position to stay up now. Yeah, they're, they're making a lot of people look stupid, like me included. No. So I said, I said they wouldn't get a single point away from us. <coughs> yeah, they've, they've they've ran that down. My, my well, bro. I don't think anyone really was tipping them to stay up. You, no, 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 no. no I think quite probably about after four or five games, uh, I, I think on here we kind of said that out of the three promoted teams, they were the only ones who looked like they had anything about them. I kind of, I think one of one of the best things that they did, which Burnley and Sheffield United didn't do, was the signings of Ross Barkley and Andros Townsend. It's Premier League experience, mm-hmm. like it, it, it's such for a newly promoted team that that jump from the Championship to the Premier League for the majority of teams is a huge, huge gulf in quality, and you need you need to get players who have been around the block in the league and 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 know how to play in that. And I think them to have, have been turned out to be really smart signings. We, we um after the the Newcastle game on on Tuesday night, we were coming back and Luton had Brighton four 0 mm. hadn't they? Have yeah, they had. Yeah, and. And like we were talking, my mates were talking about Barkley because he was fucking dreadful when he was on loan at us, and that was only like that was about three or four years ago. And we're kind of saying like, you know, where where was this Barkley then? And I think what has really helped is he's like he, he's like the main man at Luton, isn't he? Really, yes. like when he yeah, comes yeah. in, he's he's the standout player. And I, I I think there's probably an element of that as well that you know he he knows he. He's sort of thriving on that responsibility, and he's been playing in like a, a deeper role as well. Mm. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's probably it's probably his last chance as well, isn't it? He, yeah. Well, he, was it Nice last season? He was. Yeah. Didn't really didn't really set the world on fire there. You know, didn't you know last the season, but they didn't retain him. Um, so I, I think yeah, this is you know he, he was somebody who was tipped for big things. Yeah. Like, you know. Um, yeah, I think it is his last his last chance, and that that deep role suits him. And I think Androx Townsend, like you say, I think another a great signing because, as I say, he's also got a point to prove. Like he'd yeah. signed a deal with Burnley um, in pre season, and they reneg reneged on it at yeah. the last second. Um, so so then he went away and whatever, and then he ended up coming to Luton later on. In because he came in after the season. Started, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. So, so you know, these are guys think, who've got points to prove. I, I think when Townsend came in at Luton just an initial three month contract as well mm-hmm. so like the, the, the two of them like fair play for actually because there's a lot of players at, at their age um, who have you know played for some of the clubs that they played for who might have you know, almost turned their nose up and thought yeah. I'm too good to go to yeah Luton. especially especially yeah somewhere like Luton you so would, like yeah. fair play to the two of them for actually you know having a bit of humility and and you know just going somewhere but they're going to play football yeah, yeah. I, I, you've got to respect that, to be fair. Yeah, and you hear a lot about Rob Edwards, though. A lot of players oh, yeah. Yeah. say, like, what he's like. Like, you, you, you listen to, like, football podcasts and stuff, and mm. ex-players always saying, like, how he's a, he's a player's manager. Like, he, you know, he, 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 he trusts his players. He treats them like humans. And obviously, I imagine that's had a lot to do with, you know, players like that getting there. Yeah. And the one thing about Luton, as you can say, is out of all the teams that are promoted, they—they're the ones that have got a style. They—you can see mm. their, yeah. their, ga- their game plan. You know, Sheffield United have got a style, but unfortunately, <laughs> it's bumping into each other and falling over. Um, you know, and Burnley just, as we've mentioned like multiple times, that they just caught in between. Do we want to be this championship team that passed the ball around, or do we do, do we want to pretend Sean Dyche is still here? Um, but yeah, Luton—they've got a way of playing. Yeah. They, they know their strengths and they are utilising them. Yeah, they—they—they—they. They, 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 you know, making a lot of people, you know, 
eat their words, really. Yeah, well, say they've got themselves out of the relegation zone, depending on um, what happens with Everton, but you know their next game is Sheffield United at home, which on current form, you'd have to say, should be a home Fucking win. Fucking hell, d- double mm. figures for them. Yeah, well, quite possibly. They've scored eight goals in a week, so all bets are <laughs> off. Um, yeah, good times for Luton. Um, hard not to replace Rob Edwards, as you say. He's a very good manager. Um mm. Let's hope he isn't unveiled as the Crystal Palace manager in the summer. He'll be at Chelsea. He yeah, probably will be, yeah. Um, so, hi, your time to shine. Um, Saturday tea time. Sheffield United nil, Aston Villa five. Um, Sheffield United are lucky that Aston Villa called off the dogs after <laughs> after, after 47 minutes because this was brutal. Um, Did you take Douglas Louise off at half-time? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because he was just fucking... He had the freedom of Sheffield. Oh, I mean, they they were fucking full. Like, we, we we were good, but but it was so easy to be good. Mm. I, I could not understand what they were trying to do. Like we, so we we played them, obviously, a couple of days before Christmas um, in a game where, had we won, we would have gone top of the league, which is mad. But they they came and sat 10 men behind board on the edge of their box and we really struggled to break them down and we so after um obviously the defeat to newcastle we we kind of we've not had a great criteria it's it's, it's not been horrific but it has been definitely a, a blip in form like most teams have had this season and so like you i was kind of i was looking going into this game thinking well sheffield united a draw is no good like it was at, at villa park a few weeks ago they, they've got to come out and win but we were saying, you know, they're, they're not going to come out gun-co. They'll probably keep it really tight. Before we'd got the first goal, I think Watkins had been put through a couple of times. Like, wh- yeah. Why they decided that the best way to try and defend against Ollie Watkins was to have their defensive line as high up the pitch as possible. <laughs> and, and then in addition to that, give Douglas Louise, who's been one of the best midfielders in the league this season, all the time and space in the world, every time he got the ball, to get his head up and, and, and pick a pass out. I mean, yeah, they, they, they were so bad. I mean, even the first goal, West Fotheringham, why he's come flying out like that, I, I do not know. Because he's made Watkins mind up to go for the chip. But then when it comes back off the post, McGinn sprints past about three. Yes. Uh-huh. Players. <laughs> it was just really odd. And, and from that moment on, I kind of thought, I, okay, I, I think we're going to be okay here. <laughs> then, the, then four minutes later, obviously, you go two up. And that pass from Douglas that pass, gee, you, I, I don't I, think you'll see a better one. Than... Mate, you've just took the words right out of my mouth. That was fucking unbelievable. Now, again, everything... All the positives I'm going to say is all with the caveat that it was against Sheffield United. <laughs> but it, it was just an outrageous pass. And then obviously, you know, he, even then the third goal, you know, what I was saying about why they thought the best thing to do against Watkins was give him loads of space. Why they also thought, you know what, let's give Leon Bailey a load of space as well, because he hasn't been, you know, again, one of the better wingers this season in the league. Like, and then to, you know, let him cut him on, on his left foot. As, as soon as he chopped back in, I fully expected that to end up in the back of the net. And then you, you look at the fourth goal. It's like they gave Tiedemann the freedom of the box two minutes before the goal, or 30 seconds before the goal, to, to have a free volley at the back post. We get a, a, a corner from it. And at no stage did they think, you know, did they notice that Tiedemann's was free again and thought, maybe, maybe we should <laughs> stick someone near him? Nah, he, he, he missed that last chance. He'll definitely miss the next one as well. <laughs> like, it was, it was just outrageous. Um, like, from our point of view, as I say, obviously, we, you know, we've had a, 
a bit of a, a, a dip in form recently. So we the win was really important, obviously, but the having such a good performance and convincing win, I think, was really vital for us. Just kind of you know get kick kickstart us, you know, back into gear again. And um, yeah, I, it, you could not have picked a, a better opponent to, to face after the defeat that we, that we had in midweek. And, and like you say. Having gone five nil up as well, then two minutes into the second lot. Because normally, sometimes you know you get those games where teams four 0 up at half time, and that that's how it finishes. But when we got that fifth so quickly, I thought, oh, okay, we're we we're going back on it here. We, we could hit double figures, but then you know it was it was, a, it was able to, to bring players off. You know, we got new signing Morgan Rogers, gave him ten minutes. Uh, young lad Tim Iribuna managed to give him twenty minutes. Managed to get Jacob Ramsey forty five minutes. Just, you know, coming back from injury. So it's uh, all in all a very good day at the office for us and Sheffield United. Like. I think Honestly. after the fifth, it was like that. That what's up? Is it that episode of The Simpsons? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's already dead. <laughs> Moreno's goal. He could have stopped and had a picnic in the time oh, no. he was allowed to have, waiting for that ball yeah. to come down. And you can see him, and he's shaping for it as the cross is hit, and no one is anywhere near him. It, I mean, it, was, it was it was like a, a shooting drill. And, and that that's our left back. He's obviously yeah. ran past their right winger and their right back to get into that position. Yeah, and then yeah, just, again, had the, had the freedom of the 18-yard box to pick mm. his spot with a, a volley. It's insane. Like, it's insane on uh, Ollie Watkins as well. I, just his, his numbers this season have been absolutely ridiculous. Obviously, he, that's now the first, the first player in the top five European league in their league, not all competitions, to get 10 goals and 10 assists mm. this season. And he's also now got 26 goals and assists from 27 starts in all competitions this season. Um, and it still wouldn't surprise me if, if Southgate picks Solanke over him. Like Watkins, he's, for me, because obviously there's a, there's a lot to be made about how Emery has sort of changed his game to not be you know, coming deep, not be running the channels so often to try and stay within the width of the penalty area to get the goals. So to get 10 assists as well, having, you know, having changed your game that you're not, that you are being more selfish, but still get that number of assists, I, I, I think, I think he's an outstanding player. There's, there's some Villa fans that you'll see that, that still think we could get an upgrade on him. I just, as I just said, they the first player in the top five European leagues to get 10 goals and 10 assists in the league this season. So where is this upgrade that we could possibly realistically go and get? I do if not know. If you'd like to swap him for Eddie and Ketia, I, I, I'd happily take that. Have you heard of... Have you heard of Dominic Solanke from Bournemouth? Because I, I, I hear he's good. Um, no, yeah. I mean, Watkins is uh, at the very top of his form, I think, at the minute. Um, it's hard to argue. Um it's not just necessarily about the goals column, is it? You've got yeah. players elsewhere who, who are contributing as well. So, um, you know, fourth in the table and three points behind Man City and Arsenal is uh, not bad at all. Um, obviously had a bit of a, bit of a wobble over Christmas. Yeah. Um, probably started by the Sheffield United draw, it's fair to say. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, the the biggest, the, the angriest that I've, I've been for a long time was, was the defeat at Old Trafford. Oh, yeah. No, no team should be 2-0 up at half-time against them and lose. But they, I mean, Villa, once in a blue moon, that will get a win against Man U. I, I think that's now 
So I've, I've had a season ticket for 27, 28 years. There, there's at least five occasions I can think of where we've been 2-0 up against them and not won the game. And, and sometimes 2-0 up with them <laughs> minutes ago and still lost. So, yeah, we, we, we did have a wobble. But, but every team has, you know, City went through a stage with mm-hmm. I think five points from six. Arsenal got four from five or something mm. over the Christmas. Uh, Tottenham got one from five at one stage. Every team has a wobble. Yeah. The, what, what's really impressed me, so we've now, we've lost seven games in all competitions this season. And after every single defeat, we've won the following game, which, so that for me, like, suggests there's a, a strong character and a, you know, an elite sort of level mindset that you don't let one defeat turn into two, then to three. Mm-hmm. We've responded well every single time. Yeah, you can't argue with that. Um, so, looking good for Champions League players, top four, top five even, is very likely to be a Champions League place for an English club. So, yeah. you have to say that's looking on the cards at the minute. Um, the teams from six downwards, um, we've covered most of them already, but they don't seem to have the consistency to bridge that kind of gap at the moment anyway. But um, we'll talk about some of those shortly. Uh, on to Sunday then. Um, we'll get some of the games out of the way we do really want to talk about. So, I mean, Bournemouth won, Forest won. I have no desire to talk about this game, do you? I've not seen anything from it. Just the tackle from Philip Bill. Oh, yeah, it was horror. Awful. horror. Absolutely awful. Oh, I'll have to have a look at this one. He just, well, got he just it. runs his studs down the back of his uh, ah, uh, Hudson Adoy's Achilles. It's not nice. Not, not nice. Um, is Hudson Adoy all right? Is he out or is he. Uh, he went. He did go off shortly hmm. afterwards. I imagine he's probably sore. As somebody who's. Has, has struggled with Achilles injuries in the past that that it's not nice. Um, so yeah, I, I imagine he'll probably miss a game just to rest it maybe. But yeah, it was it was awful. He he'd have been he'd have been better off just like if he if he'd have booted him in the side of the leg, it would have been less less bad. Well, Bournemouth have obviously um, picked up a lot since the early weeks of the season. They sit twelfth now, which is remarkable. Uh, whereas Forest have been sinking. Um, had a bit of a renaissance when Nuno came in, um, but then have kind of slumped off again a little bit. Um, so they're 16th, just two points above Everton in the 18th. So work well, to they, be they done. Have used, they have used about nine goals. Well, well, they've signed Matt Seltz, who, I mean, I don't want to you know, dampen Forest hopes here, but we had him in the Championship, and he is the worst goalkeeper I've ever seen play at any level. Um, well, they, they, were, they were linked with every goalkeeper in the country at one point. They... they <laughs> That they uh, they apparently they made an audacious bid for Aaron Ramsdale on, de- on deadline day. Brilliant. Told to piss off. Uh, they've been heavily linked with Saar from Wolves for ages. They were linked with Sam Johnson. Uh, apparently they went to Rangers on deadline day and asked for Jack Butland. Like yeah. why yeah. they Matt they bought Matt Turner in. They've got Wayne Hennessy. Uh, oh, okay, I can understand someone to replace him. But they they keep rotating. They've got that Greek the Greek international goalkeeper there as well. Uh, apparently. Well, him, him, and Turner, him and Turner seem to be swapping over who can make the biggest mistakes week on week. Um, I mean, every time I see Turner, he drops a rick of some sort. Like he's, uh, he's... Oh, fucking hell, that's not not. I've just looked at the... Just yeah, looked at the billion yeah, yeah. Although, sort of the Matt Turner fan club there. Yeah, Matt, yeah, Matt Turner. <laughs> I thought Matt Turner was great the other night. He's an Arsenal fan. They've got a potential um, points deduction. Yes. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, keep, they keep signing players. They don't give no. a shit. No. I couldn't believe, could not believe Forrest in, in the transfer window. Having had that charge against him, like, ah, okay, let's just keep doing this, lads. <laughs> keep bidding for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, Forest next uh, game. Obviously, they've got the cup replay on Wednesday night. 
Um, they then host us on Saturday. They host West Ham and they go to Villa to round off February. It's not doesn't look like a massive. Well, this Saturday, Saturday, I'm sure they'll win easily. Um, <laughs> doesn't look like the easiest run of fixtures, but they um, were pretty shit against us the other day. They like, were. They, they were. Nuno's ten men behind the ball. If they can keep or get our new fit. I think that would help. Um, yeah. Chris Wood's been ruled out for six weeks, thing to do, which, uh, I mean, he's, he's hit, hit, hit his goal quite for the season. Well, <laughs> he's utterly terrible, but he played against us on Boxing Day, and honestly, him, fueled by pigs and blankets, yeah, is he unstoppable. Fucking turned into Prime Ronaldo. Oh, it was ridiculous. <laughs> oh, dear me. Um, so that was Bournemouth and Forest, uh, and. The other game, I don't really see much point at all. It was Man United 3, West Ham 0. Um, just at this moment in time, West Ham are, for some reason, selling off all their squad players, despite looking visibly visibly jaded. Um, and, obviously, Kudus is just back from uh, Ghana duty. Um, by the way, I mean, have you watched any of the African Cup of Nations? No, no I've not, not seen any of it. Oh, it's been, like... It's I've heard been, good things. I've heard it's been very entertaining. Like, there's been no point in drinking because you just watch that and it's the, it's the equivalent of... <laughs> like, just ridiculous things happen every single game. Um, but anyway, that's, you know, that's for Africa Cup of Nations on the post. Um, so, yeah, unless you have anything to say about Man United 3, West Ham 0. It's the uh, usual, it's the usual what, crack where, like, Man United have been terrible for weeks. They win a couple of games and all of a sudden it's like, yeah, well, I told you, told you Ten Hag was good. It's like, hi, oh, right, okay. Is it me or does Garnacho look like a fucking Bond villain? Oh, he's got one of those faces you would never tire of punching. Like. Yeah, yeah. Geez, there's something about him, and he's a selfish little bastard. What? He just does not like to pass. Why did they steal the kudu celebration? Oh, I don't. I don't. Yeah. Well, I, I no I'll tell you why. It's a bunch of assholes, but never mind. So, men men are back. Um, yeah. Goal difference minus one, but anyway, it's not the point. Um, the other games on Sunday were more noteworthy, I would say. Um, Chelsea 2, Wolves 4. <laughs> Fucking hell, I mean, it's, fu- it's funny because it's not us. Um, I mean, firstly, Wolves. Um, Wolves have become one of my favourite teams to watch in the Premier League, and I never thought I'd say that, but they're just quite fun. Um the game in midweek was insane. It they was insane. Shit. They were shit in the first half. Like, I was watching, my mum's a Wolves fan, so she came round to watch it. And I was at half-time, I was, turn this off, go home, <laughs> I don't want to watch this. It turned out to be one of the best fucking games of the season. Huh? <laughs> the second half. Like, this this game on, on Sunday, fuck me, Chelsea were awful. <laughs> yeah, they... I mean, I I really really like Gary O'Neill. Like just on your point on Wolves, I I think he's I think he's shown himself to be a, a really really good manager. Yeah, I agree. And and I think this game like it, it throws him actually quite a, a few interesting talking points because I, so one of one of my mates um, he's a Chelsea fan. He, he came around to mine the other week. We watched the RFA Cup game. And like we were chatting, and he was kind of saying, you know, oh, so many players, new manager needs time. Gary O'Neill came into Wolves five days before the season started. Yeah, uh, coming into a job where everyone thought they're in real trouble, they they could be going down. Look at the job he's done. He did the same thing going into Bournemouth four games into the season, where everyone, including the previous Bournemouth manager, said they're going to get relegated, and kept them up comfortably. So you know, this Eddie Howe when he went in at Newcastle very quickly turned it around. Emery when he came into us very quickly. So this argument. 
that managers need time. Sometimes they do, because you look at Arteta at Arsenal, you know, he needed a bit of time. But that's not, you can't just say that. And, like, th- that, that's not always an acceptable yeah. excuse, especially with the money that, that they spent, you know, last season and then this yeah, this, you, you, uh, you can't have time and a billion yeah. loans. And then, uh, you know, you, again, you compare that with, with Wolves, who spent their summer selling, having to sell their best players, that like they wouldn't get a, a chance. <laughs> like, and you look at the the two teams and the way they played uh, on the weekends, and, you know, there's complete... You, you'd swear that Wolves would be the team that had a billion spent on them, <laughs> that, that, and that Chelsea had, had had the mess. That They... That football club, like I said at the start of the season, there are so, so, so many problems at that club. And the, none of them, you know, Pochettino now has been there long enough that he doesn't, he can't have a free pass. And How, how much long do you think he lasts? Because even he turned around and said that even he's been rubbish. I think if, <laughs> they, lose, if they lose the cup final to Liverpool, which I think they probably will, then I think, I think he'll go then. Because, like, they've, they've, There'd been zero improvements at mm. all. I mean, you look at you know, Nicholas Jackson being off on you know, the African Cup of Nations, comes back his first game, he's offside after 10 seconds. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like he's never been away. And, and then you look at the Chernobyl kids. Oh, honestly, like, I, I've said it a few times and I maintain the first time he saw football was the first day he went to training at Chelsea. And I don't think they've allowed him to train with a football since. Because you watch him on the pitch. If there was a mannequin stood on the pitch, he would run into the mannequin. He is. For pound for pound, it's got to be. He's arguably the worst signing in Premier League history in terms of the money they spent on him. He's fucking dreadful. Not a a fan, so. You've got got Thiago Silva's wife tweeting, you know, that you need to have a change. A change needs to be made. I don't know if that's a change of manager going to a back three or she just has had enough of Thiago and wants a new fellow. I mean, I think it's a a stretch for Thiago Silva's wife to be asking for a change of system. (laughs) 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 Well, she's she's looking at it probably going, my Thiago cannot play in the ball. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. It's just, it's so, I mean, it's, fucking hilarious and I mean I, I'm saying all this knowing that they're going to beat us on Wednesday the FA oh, well, when, replay well, well, when, when Mudrick knocks you out the FA Cup I want you to spare a thought <laughs> spare a thought for, for us being knocked out of the Carabao Cup in the 93rd minute by him so <sighs> I mean you look at their squad I don't know who half their players are yeah. like I, I'm not convinced Pochettino knows who some of them are. I reckon they're just lads who turn up. And I, like, You've got a kit, you might as well have a game. Yeah. I do like that he brings on one random child every week, like one he's selected, like hand-picked. Like, um, Gilchrist seems to be the one who gets on for, yeah, for, the, for the talk 10 minutes every now and again these days. Yeah. Um, they're, they're obviously shorter players from their 45-man squad. Uh, you know, you know how last season we all said, God, Brighton had their pants down getting 60 million for Kukurea. They've done it again with Caicedo. <laughs> Caicedo, Fuck yeah. me. Done 15 million. See. Liverpool must be absolutely thanking their lucky stars that he's a man greedy shit. Because <sighs> he... I mean, he's... I, 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 I don't get it. And then Plonka next to him, he costs 100 million. Names, and, so. Oh, yeah. Enzo Fernando. Fucking the, the, hell. The mo- he looks like Jordan Henderson, but Argentinian. Look, all he does is pass <laughs> the ball sideways. Like, again, 100 million. Ridiculous. Like, that... that I just... I, I look at their team. I just... I, I don't. I don't see. They're a million, million miles away from Champions League football because 
Would you look at anyone in their team and think, you look at the current top four, Liverpool, City, Arsenal and, and ourselves, I don't think there's a single Chelsea player that gets anywhere near those starting 11. No, probably not. Um, I mean, I think you're looking down the, like the 11 I do, like ben, I do like Ben uh, he, he, I like Cole Palmer. I think he's got potential. Yeah, Cole Palmer. Yeah, 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 fair enough. Yeah. He's, uh, he's their best player. And Kungu. Even Chilwell, Chilwell, he... Like Thiago Silva cannot play in the back four. You need no, him as a wing no, back. No, I completely yeah. agree. Yeah, no. He also can't play more than eight games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He gets he gets booked a lot as well, doesn't he? I don't think he's ever played a game not been booked. Every time I see him, he's on a yellow card. It's bizarre. Him and Caicedo between them. Got more cards yeah. than Clinton, <laughs> fuckers. Um I mean but we just we can't we can't uh, leave this game without uh, sort of going back to where where we started and giving him some massive credit because yeah, yeah. they they have been, they've been really with this season. Which I, I like really like made. that um, Ho, Ho Gomez, that 18-year-old midfielder they've got. He's only 18, um, He's only 18. I, well. I, fucking, I really like him. Like, great little player. What? And obviously they've got that Tommy Doyle as well. Is it Tommy Doyle? Well, I like about them. Yeah. Is that the one who they got the from, one, City? The one from, yeah. from City? He yeah. Looks, he looks pretty useful as well. Yeah. Well, I like about them is that they're like a, a Pez Marsley team where they've gone right... You know, we've got your, your flair, you've got Cooney, you've got Neto, and we've also got Craig Dawson and Lamina, just to, you know, <laughs> look things up. And I'm like, you know what? I was, I was, ah, oh, they signed his brother, didn't they? Um, oh, that, what? that Neto, by the way, he's... Scandinavian for goals, isn't he? Ah. Neto is the oh, I, I, I mean, I, I'd love him up there. I think, so, I mean, there's so... a, there's a, I'll be, I'll be amazed if Wolves can keep hold of him in the summer because surely there's going to be yeah. a good number of clubs yeah. coming for him he's, the, only, the, he's only reason, the only reason he's still there is because he gets injured in, yeah. right as a transfer window <laughs> I, I reckon one's going around the ground and whacking him with a baseball bat Craig, Craig Dawson isn't it yeah Craig Dawson because he's, he's been injured every transfer window and that's the only thing that's keeping it he's, he's a really really good player yeah I, I think you're right I think he's destined for one of the top clubs um not so you think it'll be Arsenal, Chris? Is that rumoured or is it just? But he's been heavily linked with us for like the last two seasons. Um, he's, the, he's, he's a, a, a left-footed right winger. He's, he's exactly what we like. You know, he's he's our soccer understudy basically. All oh, right, okay. That'd be a brave move to go and like try yeah, and dislodge Saka from the team. He'd have to come with the understanding like you're going to be part of a rotated squad. Oh, yeah. if, if we do go and sign a striker instead, though. It won't happen. I'd rather us go and sign a striker and then have Gabriel Jesus as the rotating option on the right. <laughs> um, but if not, I, I'd be happy. To, like he's creative. He can play all across the front as well. Um, he, he's a very good player. And everyone, he's he, like, Wolves. He's getting a run in the team now at the moment. But for a lot of his time at Wolves, he hasn't been a definite starter. Um, you know, he's definitely their best player though. Oh yeah. Yes, like him a lot. Like Cooney a lot. Um... And uh, Chan, is it Chan? Uh, sorry, Huang. He Chan. Wang, yeah, he's, there, um, he's, he's there currently score, currently away with Korea, but uh, that'll be Sarabia a good. Sarabia looks pretty handy as well. He's, uh, yeah, he's, from PSG. Nobody, yeah. I don't think anyone ever heard of him before. He's just one of these players that PSG had somehow got hold of, and he's coming and he looks pretty pretty handy. Yeah, so good options for Wolves. Um, mm. Obviously, now in the top half. Um, Going from strength to strength. Uh, Chelsea, the opposite. Obviously, they've got the cup replay with, with Sai on Wednesday, uh, and then they're off. To... Sai could Sai could probably beat them. Sai will beat them. Uh, <laughs> I've already got one knee. They're off to uh, Crystal Palace next Monday. Monday night football. Palace v Chelsea. 
let's not record next Monday. We'll uh, watch that game instead. A bit busy, yeah. <laughs> let's do, a, do a live watch along. Yeah. <laughs> um, the final game of the weekend was enjoyed by Chris hmm. and not Ali. Um, Arsenal 3 Liverpool. Or anybody else. Well, <laughs> Arsenal 3 Liverpool 1. Um, I don't think you can argue Arsenal weren't value for this. Uh, Liverpool fairly poor. Um, but Arsenal made them fairly poor. I thought Arsenal got a great game plan here. Dave, um, Dave, you're not allowed to say things like this. They'll come for you. Uh, well, I don't particularly like either team, but um, I just I just call it as I see it. Um, Arsenal were were good. Um, bit of a goalkeeping error, I think, <laughs> on two, on goals two and three. <laughs> yeah, uh, but doesn't detract from the fact that Liverpool's goal was a comedy of errors from. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> from, from Arsenal uh, Chris take it away you, you have uh, a skin would, in the I game on this like one what, well, so you said what you think I'd like to hear what Sai thinks first because I I have heard a lot of different things about this game so far so I'm interested before I give my bit I'd like to hear what like, if you've got more to say or if Sai's got any more to say first um, well I mean like you, you can't have any argument or whatsoever Arsenal were clearly the better team but Liverpool were dreadful in that in that first half and I think Arsenal's system was a big reason for that. They 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 they, they really struggled against with, with Kai Havertz being the false nine, which that that, that probably should, should lead to some very searching questions in that Liverpool defence. <laughs> if I'm being brutally honest, um, yeah, you can't have. I mean, the, yeah, the game itself, you can't have any arguments. I mean, the the only the big surprise for me was uh, seeing the greatest centre backs who've ever played the game of football make three mistakes for you know, I think it was that fault for all three of the goals and also the uh, seemingly unanimously best goalkeeper in the league with no one anywhere near him making an error. Uh, I, I, almost, I almost did text the group. It was very odd for, for those two uh, greats of the game to, to have done that, but no, <laughs> other than that, thoroughly, thoroughly deserved victory for Arsenal. And... A weird that weirdly probably benefiting Man City the most. Uh, <laughs> is it always the way? Uh, <laughs> I'm really pleased to hear people say that it wasn't just because Liverpool was shit that Arsenal got the win because that's all I've heard all weekend. Nah, I, think, I think the, yeah. the, the big thing that wouldn't have was um, obviously Martinelli was great um, mm-hmm. and the fact that you know everyone knows that Trent plays in a sort of hybrid midfieldy kind of role. Um, so Martinelli just stayed really high, pulled Canardi across there, and there was a gap between the two centre-halves time and time again was uh-huh. a chasm. Um, and, you know, it, it could easily have been more yeah, than three, the thing is, we, we did exactly the same in the FA Cup game, but Canate was outstanding in That's, that game. You also he, missed so many chances yeah, though yeah, that afternoon. Yeah, a lot of chances, yeah. But, say, but Canate was so impressive in that FA Cup game. He covered the gap for Trent, kind of in a, very, a similar way to how Gabriel does Zinchenko, but not always as quite like biting your fingernails when it happens sometimes. Um, but yeah, I, I I thought we were really good. Like we, in the middle of the park, we overran them. Um, I don't get me wrong. I don't think that's the strongest Liverpool midfield in the world. You know, I, I don't think Curtis Jones is a baller. Um, I, I, I generally think if Curtis Jones wasn't from Liverpool, he wouldn't get into a Premier League football team. Um, and I'm I'm not to be fair I'm not really that impressed with that that Scottish Argentinian fella they've got either I'm I'm, I'm kind of glad that the um, the Hungarian fella wasn't playing, um, 
I was really pleased when Nunes wasn't starting. Like, I know people laugh at him for the chances he misses and whatever, but he gets in those positions. Yeah. I, I forgot that Cody Gakko was playing at one point. Um, yeah, Liverpool, w- w- we're not good. And, yeah, I, th- I, th- I thought Arsenal were re- really, re- really good. You know, and like you say, yes, Liverpool didn't have their best game, but we, the way our system contributed to that, and I think that's often forgotten. And I really don't get how parts of the media don't see that. I, I, I've heard nothing, no, 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 I, I don't, I, 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 I don't expect the media to be praising us and being like, oh, Arsenal's the best team in the world and whatever. But I haven't heard, I, I haven't heard anything positive at all about it. It's just like, oh, let's, let's talk about how bad Liverpool were. Well, it's always a narrative, isn't it, to, to dig into those who've underperformed. Um, not, a, not a narrative in me. <laughs> oh, no. No, I think, um, Arsenal were obviously well worth the win. Um, for Liverpool, not a good day at the office. Um, it happens. They haven't had many this season, but they were well beaten. I think it's only, fair their to second, say. only their second defeat. Yeah, yeah I heard, I heard um, Peter Drury trying to, you know, it's their first loss on a full moon since, <laughs> you know, you know, you know, he goes down these rabbit holes of like trying to make it the most unique experience that anyone's ever ever witnessed. It's the second loss of the season, Peter. They'll get over it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the first uh, but, uh, doesn't count, remember, because the first loss was very controversial. Well, no, I don't want to uh, stop them. Yeah, it was. I mean, so that, that doesn't count. Well, it doesn't count. <laughs> But um, you shouldn't celebrate beating the team that are top of the league and you're one of your main well, challenges. What's your, take on, what's your take on this, Chris? Yeah, I mean, I'd love to hear your, your views. I, I've, I've got mine, but I'd love to hear yours. Why, I, can't we fucking, why can't we celebrate? I don't think the celebrations were over the top. We didn't parade around the stadium. We bit plays on each other's shoulders and whatever. The big thing that I saw was that Martin Odegaard took some photos of Stuart McFarlane. I, I don't get why that's a big thing, right? And I'm sorry, especially from Liverpool. Liverpool can't. Yeah, yeah. Jurgen Klopp and that fucking fist pumping shit he does after, yeah. after after practically every game. I'm sorry, you can't to turn around and say you cannot celebrate all week. This game was hyped up by Sky. It's the big game. Arsenal have got to win. They cannot lose. It's a big game. They've got to show that they're going toe to toe with their rivals. Right. So they're admitting that this is a big, big game. So when we get the win, we're not we're not allowed to show it. You know, the reason we love football as as human beings is for me, it's because it makes us feel things. You know, it's not like fucking golf or tennis where we just like, oh, this is getting really good. We sit there and clap, you know, or Oh, what fucking! I was watching a game. The other day. Oh, it was, it was a Liverpool game. Fucking one of the Liverpool games was on telly the other day, and like Liverpool took the lead, and it, it was like a golf game or Wimbledon. Everyone was just sat there fucking clapping. Like I think it was their FA Cup game. I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, you know, football's an emotive game. It's it's very primal. You know, we've all we've we've all played five aside or something to a degree, right? So when when you're playing five aside with your lad with your mates and whatever, if you score a goal, do you, do you not celebrate? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I, some of my over celebrations in the, <laughs> in the years. Really. That's, that's yeah. how that's how Silas is me. I saw that goal your little lad scored the other day. Hey, finish that one with style. Yeah, he, he gave a bit of a fist pump after doing it. The old Alan Shearer one hand in the air. Well, he gets he a sticker. And slap him around the face and be like, "Fucking no celebrating! <laughs> Have you won a trophy? No fucking celebrating!" And I don't get it. Other teams like Man City were taking their shirts off and clapping their fans after beating Brentford tonight. Mm. Is Jamie Carragher going to go at them for it? Yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't get it. I'm going to stick up for Gary Neville a little bit where he says like he, he sees an, an immaturity. And I get where he's coming from from that. Yeah. 
you know, it, it's an immature, it's not an immaturity as we're being told. It's an immaturity as we were a team who were glad to stay in the title race, which, yeah, I, I'm not going to argue against at all. But for some, some people just to come out and say, why are you celebrating? Fuck off. Mm. Yes, that, that's, that, like, that's kind of more where I was sitting with, like, um, the point that, that Neville was making, that just in, in terms of you kind of, you saw it, you saw it last season. And then when it came to the crunch, they kind of, they, you know, they, they did sort of crumble a bit. And so it, it's just that worry of, is it another case of letting the emotions get... I mean, I, I totally agree with you. Like, you win a big game like that, of course you, you absolutely celebrate and you, and you, you really enjoy it. Like, fucking when, when we beat Man City in Arsenal before Christmas, I, you know, our players certainly fucking enjoyed it. It's, it's just because you've seen it before with Arsenal... It's it's easy then to sort of throw it that you know the, the last two seasons two years ago that the Champions League pretty much sewn up and sort of crumbled through that way. Then last season they're in the great position of the league and that sort of crumbled. It, it's the worry that are they once again getting themselves too hyped and but I, does I, it don't, show? I don't I don't get where the over celebration. Yeah. Arteta, Arteta, okay, Arteta had a fucking right. Yeah. Fair enough, and he does that, and, and 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 plenty of other managers. Klopp does it all the fucking time, you know. Plenty of other managers. Odegaard literally was having a laugh with Stuart McFarlane. Yeah, he's the club photographer. He's very involved with the team. He's very friendly with the team. If you've seen the Arsenal documentary, you'll know. You know, he he gave a team talk at one point. Mikel Arteta brought him in because he's that close, and he gave he gave a really emotional team talk. To maybe the team. that that explains some of the uh, the late season wars. Yeah, photographer give a team talk. Yeah, you know, but he, he he's not he's not just a Arsenal. We have we've got this thing. All of the staff are very intimate with the players. It's not like oh, this is just some guy who's going to take your fo- for your photograph. The players spend time with all the staff. So yeah. he's, just, he's just having he's just he's just having a cheeky go. He's got gone over to clap the fans as captain, which every single Premier League captain would have done this weekend. Yeah. Every at every single game, <laughs> you know. And Stewart's there, and he's just grabbed his camera and started like taking some photos of, of, of the crowd, and then take, taking photos of Stewart. That's it. The rest of the players had all gone down the tunnel at this yeah. point. I, I think the only other thing I saw that that kept being shown on Sky is a Jorginho does a bit of a dance with his arms, <laughs> like a bit like the Ray Parler dance. Like, the man's played his first game since November and been the fucking best player on the pitch. Let him be happy. Yeah. No, I no, I, I, yeah, I, I, I totally like, get get the points that, that you made there. And yeah, I, I think on on this occasion, I don't actually, I don't think Arsenal did actually react in the way that people have said they have. Yeah. Not like, like we did at they, Wolves they, a couple they, of seasons ago. Yeah, or... they, they've done it in the past. But I don't think it. Yeah, I agree. It wasn't as big a reaction. But I suppose it's it's just it's probably it's it's an easy thing to just throw, isn't it? Because if a team has got that history, then any sort of hints of oh, like, yeah. I, yeah. I just don't get it. How dare you? Yeah. Don't do it. No, you know, VAR does enough to try and kill the atmosphere of the game <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> you know, without without pundits, so, I, I find it especially weird from people who have played the game. Mm. I'm sorry, like if you score a last minute winner or whatever in any game, like. It's a it's it's a it's a build up of emotion. Like as I say, we've we've all played football in the park. We've all played football at school. You know, in games that mean nothing, just a lunchtime kickabout. We've all emulated our. You know, Dave Dave's done the Alan Shearer goal celebration. You know, kids up and down the country doing the, that rapist Sue dance or the the, 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 the You know, is Jamie Carragher going to go around and slap all these kids around the face and be like, no, what? 
Well, you're going to get that spit in your face. Well, <laughs> well. <laughs> moving on. Anyway. All right. Well, that's clear. That's clear. That one up, isn't it? Do you, do you, quickly, who who do you two think at this stage is going to win the league? Manchester City. <laughs> Yeah, it's hard to say that it yeah. can't be Manchester City. I think I, I say I, I I'm not Liverpool's fan by by any means, and I, I say I will maintain. To be fair, up until this game, they've actually been quite good recently. Yeah. Um, and I think they will be genuine challengers. Obviously, they've got the extra you know incentive with Klopp going at the end of the season. Um, but I, 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 I've, I've got them second. Yeah, I, I I I don't think they're a better team than Man City or Arsenal. I would go as far to say I don't think Liverpool are a better team than Villa at the moment. I just think they they've got the attack. That attack when they're all fit, yeah, is fucking deadly, and that 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 is making up for a lot. Um, it, it's papering over a lot of the cracks, and that you know you know they they are the opposite to us. I think we're very solid in defence and midfield, but not very good in attack. Whereas yeah. they are next level going hmm. forward. Like they are clinical. They are, they're ruthless. I think somebody said yeah. it on Sky at the weekend. They are a ruthless team. And they've got so many options, haven't they, as well? Yeah, in, yeah. In that front three. But, so, but I wouldn't look at their squad. Uh, there's nobody in their squad from the from Bar, maybe Allison. You know, he's not a terrible guy. But <laughs> maybe Salah. There's not that many pay, p- players out that Liverpool squad that I would take and put into the Arsenal squad, if you know what I mean. But uh, the way they're set up. It like, works. It, it just works for them. Yeah. You know, and no one's sitting there and saying, "Oh, Curtis Jones is going to walk into Manchester City's squad," or that fucking Gravenberch. Jesus Christ, I've never known football manager lie to me so much in my life because <laughs> he's fucking dog shit as well. Um, but yeah, they, they just make it work, and that, that, that at the end of the day, that's a, that is a sign of a you know of a, 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 a team yeah, challenge. I, I think yeah. I think Klopp gets a lot out of some of those players who maybe. I mean, Curtis Jones is a good example of someone who once Klopp leaves. I think he'll play less than 10 games at Liverpool. Like, yeah. he, he's performed well recently, really. I mean, obviously not yesterday particularly, but he's had a pretty good run in the team. Um, mm-hmm. And has looked good, but as you say, like you wouldn't take him anywhere else. You can't imagine walking in any other team of any no, sort yeah, of quality. Say, if, he, if he wasn't scarce, he wouldn't be a Premier League player. Well, I don't think, you know, maybe Bournemouth will give him for him at some point. Well, I'm sure, sure they will. Um, what will be interesting is... March for Manchester City where they face Man United um, Copenhagen in the Champions League they go to Anfield they go to Brighton and they host Arsenal all in the month of March yeah, so so, um, some, I say Liverpool have got a, a run coming up as well at some point yeah but you know I'm, I'm a one man at a job one job at a time <laughs> yeah, and, I mean like it's, that, that, that month of March looked big but they've they've clicked into their yeah. Default mode, haven't they? They've it's like someone's gone into the settings of the city <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and has gone looked at the playing squad and switched from pre-Christmas form to January oh, May form, and yeah, Harland yeah. and Broider back starting now. Yeah, well, it's that's always got a hat trick this evening, and he, yeah. always, he, looked, he looked brilliant. Uh, it's always the same minute this time of year for them. So the only people who might be able to stop Man City is the courtrooms. Um, <laughs> so let's see if their defence is up to it. Uh, right, that rounds up um, this week's weekend review. Um, Simon, where can people find you if they want to talk Villa with you? Uh, yes, sir, it's on Twitter, at Regan, and the podcast is the Holtcast podcast. Hello, stuff and Chris? Uh, uh, X uh, and Instagram and all visual things, uh, Grinder, Tinder, um, OnlyFans, at XYX, <laughs> Blue Wolf XYX. Lovely stuff, premium content. 
all throughout that. Um, you can find <laughs> you can find me on X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it, uh, at CM9798. And the website is cm9798.co.uk if you want to join in with any of our Challenge League, which we run at the minute every week. I publish a challenge, and you get points for doing stuff. So feel free to join in with that. And you follow the show on Twitter, at Man on the Post. Um, the boys will be back on Friday. I think they throw out these days. Friday, Saturday. Later in the week, Chris and his merry band of boys and girls um, will record extra time. Um, gentlemen, it's good to be back, but thank you for your time, as ever. Oh, thank you, yeah, yeah good, good to be back, lads. Yeah. Uh, I'm off to be taught how to edit this shit with Chris, um, but for everybody else, um, have a great week. Always remember to keep your man on the post.